Welcome back to the Bernie Kosar Show with Hanford Dixon. If you missed last week, we're joined by NFL Hall of Famer and Browns legend Ozzie Newsome. Here's part two of our interview. Thanks for watching. How are you feeling these days with, with Lamar and that? Well, you know, the key is, uh, is understanding the player. And you have to give Greg and John for coming up with a, a system that was Lamar friendly and and friendly for uh, our offense. And, uh, and you know, and for over the last three years, I mean, we were explosive in a lot of different ways on offense, but it was, you know, it was key to uh, our running game and with a Lamar's ability to extend plays and do things like that. And, you know, but I think, you know what, I don't know if Hanford would have been as good a player as he was if he had to play off all the time, you know. He needed to get up in, in, in the guy's face and bump and run. So we, as with you, uh, with Bernie, I mean, if we'd have tried to put Lamar in your offense or Marino's offense or Kelly, then, you know, we would have been suppressing him. So Greg and John, they did a great job of accentuating what his talents were and matching it with the, the offense that we ran. Isaac, what did you – obviously, you're responsible. You drafted Lamar. What did you see in him, uh, obviously, before you uh, drafted him? I know the vision was great. And then also, to follow up with that, take us into the draft room. Tell us how those decisions are made. We bought Lamar in. We did not interview Lamar at the Combine because we didn't want people to have any idea that he was on our radar. So we ended up bringing him into Baltimore, spending a whole day with him. And, you know, what you could do, you could see you, – you saw a talent, you know. And what you would hope is like it in, in any other position, can you take that talent and mold it and get it into a situation where that player is playing as well as he could play, but it took, it took the coaching to do it, you know, and, uh, to, to find that way. And what was this, your second part of your question? Uh, in the draft room, how are those decisions Oh, made? okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we, when we go in, you know, we right now we're picking 23. Okay. So we will have 23 players at the end of the day, you know, we'll take one of these 23 players. And if like it happened with Jonathan Ogden way back in 96, Jonathan was the highest rated player on our board and we were picking fourth. So even though we had Tony Jones, who Bernie, you know, Hanford, you know, was a great left tackle, Jonathan was the highest rated guy on the board. So you know what? If you're going to work all spring long, get your board set, then don't violate it on game day. You know, stay with it. And that's why we took Jonathan. And that's been the process that we've done. You know, we know one thing. It's going to be 23 players drafted. It's going to be 22 taken before us. And so we got to be prepared with for that 23rd player. And that's what we're working on right now. Ozzy, I know we had some quarterback talk there when you were uh, chatting about your insight on Lamar. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Browns made waves last year with their guaranteed contract of Deshaun Watson. What was your immediate reaction when that news broke? Well, you know, what? I'm always about this. Every club has to do what they have to do <laughs> with contracts, with drafting, you know. I got enough problems dealing with this club that, you know what, I can't, you know, uh, I don't worry about what other people right. do, but, you know, our owner, you know, did say that, you know, that contract uh, did create some problems. Yeah, now, yeah. what we have to fi yeah. figure out, is that going to be the norm or is that an outlier? And we don't know. We know 
the two other contracts that got done since then, they were not fully guaranteed. Well, I, I know this. You guys, uh, I, I know how you guys feel about Lamar, uh, you know, the front office, the coaching staff, and uh, hell, I like Lamar. I, you know, I should have been watching play, man. I Bernie, I mean, you know more than, better than anyone, just a dynamic oh, player. Well, we, we all love Lamar. I feel for your wins because you're almost in a really a catch 22 because just as you unfortunately astutely point out, is is a, the Deshaun thing an anomaly or is it part of the future? And unfortunately, you're in that spot that's going to probably help determine that. Is it, does it stay fully guaranteed? Does it, it go towards fully guaranteed or a percentage of it? And as usual, you've been for the last four decades stuck right in the heart of a lot of this good action, Wiz. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it, it is. You know what? That makes it a lot easier for me to get up and come to work every day, you know. Well, <laughs> but there are some issues to have to deal with. Well, and you know what? It makes my walks very good. And uh, when I'm going to get through talk with you guys, I'm going to go get me a good walk in <laughs> because I need to clear my head a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you need to clear hey. it because let check this out, Bernie. Exclusive now is $45 million. Non-exclusive, still $32 million. Both of them come with a hefty price tag. And who in the hell is going to pay Daniel Jones? I mean, he's... They, the talk is he's looking at about forty million. Bertie, you you retired too fast. I think we all played a couple decades early. Um, <laughs> hey, you know the whiz, and I'm looking up here, and this is um, either the magic of television. I thank you, uh, Gab, for uh, doing the technology to at least bluff like us three look really yeah, good up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm looking at, and you said that whiz is religious in terms of his walking, um, running exercising Hanford yourself myself I obsessively talk about health and wellness we have a lot of our our, our ex-brothers who aren't as doing as well health and wellness wise and Wiz one of the things me and Hanford are talking about doing you and me if we've joked a little bit about this you're massively active in the ch charity world here in uh, Northeast Ohio in Baltimore um, with us ex players and stuff we're starting to do some things like from the podcast here um, and from like our super Twitter followers where, where people are following along, subscribing with us. We're going to be donating a, a part of uh, a good part of what we're doing back to helping some of us players, some of the ex players and some of the communities that aren't really blessed and aren't capable of maybe doing and taking care of some of the health and wellness type things that we've been blessed to be able to help transform our lives and at least myself in particular. So really want to thank you for kind of being part of this yeah. today for us. And this is kind of one of our initial launches and, and talking about it. And I love and respect the hell out of you just from being a teammate and a guy that was friggin' mortified as a 21 year old 1985 to have to come into the huddle. And I did not want to be the reason why we sucked and couldn't play and to be able to have that honor to be in there with you you just taught and groomed me so well i was so friggin honored and humbled to be be a teammate and a, to call myself a friend of yours and to start my career in that huddle with you um, i didn't want to let you down and i was that that aspiration to to what you you meant to me i just can't thank you enough well, well, well thank you bernie and you know as you know you were saying uh, you know what, uh, I serve on the Player Care Foundation. 
you know, and that foundation was started by the uh, Paul, the former commissioner, to help former players that are struggling a little bit. And, you know, and, and right now we are uh, through the collective bargaining agreement uh, with us and the union, you know, we have some allocated funds. So, you know, any of our teammates that are struggling, you know what, they need to reach out to the Player Care Foundation because we have funds to be able to, to provide a bridge to be able to help the guys because, you know, we are the game, you know, and so the game should take care of our own. And that's what we're trying to do with the Player Care Foundation. Awesome. Oz, a quick question. Lamar, I know it's tough, dog. I know you're working on it. Hopefully, are we going to get it done? Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock uh, to put the tag on. And, and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be put, be utilized in trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. Well, Doc, I see you got some fresh gear on. You know, it's been a long time since I've been in that uh, in that room. You know, to get me some fresh Ravens gear. So, uh, so just you know, you, you know where I'm headed with that. I'll leave that one alone. I understand. I understand. You know, you right there with Ricky Feature. You know. Hey, hey so I, whereas I'm even more appreciative and honored that you're taking this time out with us today. You you just used the phrase. You're gonna a lot of energy in Baltimore is gonna be spent between now. And 3.30 tomorrow, um, and if nothing happens with all that energy, you're going to be putting the franchise tag on them and that. So I don't want to make this go any longer with any more long-winded stories. But I wanted to mention to you, like some of those, the way we had, the three of us had our, our Brown-Steelers rivalries, and the way that in 1985 you talk about how uh, selfless I was, how selfless you were, in terms of coming in from a, into that running type offense and the way you had to block and stuff. And for the, the viewers and listeners out there, you had this awesome streak going. And I, want, I was so proud to be the, one of the quarterbacks to keep your streak going. But we were such a running team back then with limited throwing. And then when you have a rookie quarterback, you throw even less. So I felt such an awesome responsibility to want to throw you the ball and I love throwing to the tight ends and stuff but we started coming up with some really creative type plays back then because the bear defense the 46 defense was coming around so to be able to come up with plays and work in conjunction with you with your streak and with winning some cool playoff games like we did I want to take credit for you uh, developing that ability to crush the Steelers like you carried on with you as you've gone to Baltimore now? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, hey, uh, going into uh, Three Rivers and now whatever that stadium is, you know, it's not easy. It's still Three you Rivers know, you to got, us. Hey, you got to strap – what they got to put your chin strap on, you know, when you go in there. And uh, we recognize that here. Uh, you know, a lot of respect for the Roonies and, and Mike Tomlin and Stoneface when he was there. So, you know, a lot of respect for those guys. But uh, – you know what? Uh, it, hey, we look forward to playing them every yeah, year, just stone, like we look forward to playing face. Cleveland. 
Cower still gets so mad when we call him face. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey. Well, when, hey, when he comes here uh, to do his interviews, I still call him Stone Face. And everybody be looking, who are you talking yeah, about? What are you talking talk about? about? Hey. And you know, he responds to it too. Yeah, he, he hey. frowned at me. <laughs> hey, Gab, I, I, I know when my time is up. You know, you, yeah. you, you got anything else for Because I know when my, it's time to let him go. You know, <laughs> I know, I know. Bernie, Bernie's starting to go. No, <laughs> I just wanted to ask, you know, I bet some of our listeners are really interested, Ozzy, because you've had such a successful career both on and off the field. Um, let's go back to sort of the opportunity that Art Modell gave you and how you've really climbed in your career. What was your reaction when you heard the news that the team was moving and what was that like for you? Well, uh, you know, I got called into a meeting uh, after practice, myself, Bill Belichick and and, and Mike Lombardi. Uh, and uh, along with Ernie Accorsi. And, uh, and no, I think Ernie had already left at that point. So it was Mike, Bill and I, we got called into Art's office uh, with Jim Bailey, who you guys know. And it was like a Thursday afternoon. And uh, Art told us that, you know, he was moving the franchise. And this was the middle of the, the season, uh, probably in November. And, you know, and I, and I looked at him and he said, of course, you know, my family, I have to do this for my family. So we left, but then Marilyn McGrath, who both of you guys know, yeah. came back and got me and said, Art wants to meet with you individually. And so I went back and he, uh, at that point, he said, I'm moving the team and I want you to come with me. And I'll never forget, uh, we were, there in Berea where we practiced and I was living off of uh, Brainerd in Orange. And it's probably a 30, 35 minute uh, drive. But that drive seemed like it was an hour and a half that day of driving home from that facility, knowing that the fr I only had been with one franchise and that we were moving. And all the emotions that could go through a person, it happened to me on that drive home. So I I'll never forget that day uh, when he asked me, you know, I'm moving the organization and I want you to come come with me. It was it, it was a very moving moment and a very uh, unbelievable drive that I had home that day. How have how have Browns fans treated you with all your success, by the way, in Baltimore? Well, uh, the majority, uh, you know, uh, have treated me really well. I can't tell of one instance when uh, I was back, you know, uh, we had moved here, then I, had, I my family was still living in Orange, and I went and I stopped at a, a, a gas station to get some gas. Uh, uh, and a young man came up to me, and he said, you're Ozzy Newsom. And I go, yeah. He said, I really, really used to respect you. And I go, used? he said, yeah. He said, you know, I had the utmost respect for you, he said, but now that, you know, you've decided to move to Baltimore, I don't respect you anymore. And and you know what? I told that young man, I said, you have a right to your opinion. I have a right to live my life. I think a well lot said. of people are very proud of what you've done. I think, you know, another question we got to ask him while we have him. 
How about some embarrassing stories, Ozzy? Anything with Hanford oh, and Bernie you can no. share with hell us? No. <laughs> nah, not, not, no, 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 hey, no, oh, no, 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 Hey, so we were going over the old Bruce Smith golf days on Virginia Beach there. Yeah. But for some one of the one of the old uh, stories, uh, Wiz, that me and Top Dog were talking about before you jumped on the air was one of the things. One of our threesomes, kind of big games we had was the Jets double overtime yeah. playoff game, yep. 1986, yep. and we win this yep. uh, really emotional game. And we're going to have the first AFC championship game in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, and, and end of January. And you guys, and I was, for the listeners out there, I am a baby about wanting to practice where I play. So if we're going to play in zero-degree weather, I Scott is my witness. I have to practice in that. So when... when uh, when uh, God bless Marty, I know he, yeah. I, I don't want to. I'm making light at, at, at you here, but and when he took us down to Vero Beach, Hanford, who hated that I always wanted to go out <laughs> in the cold weather, Wiz, you weren't as vocal as Hanford at his disdain for me, but you guys were okay with going down to Florida. You kind of like sometimes staying inside, okay? And I was a I was just a baby because we weren't going to yeah. come back to that AFC championship game until Saturday and we were going to stay down in Florida. That's it was true. 80, it was yeah. 80 degrees and beautiful in South Florida. It was minus five in a, and windy in Cleveland with mud spray painted green. There was no similarity to that. So to be able to, uh, practice where you where you're gonna play we didn't do that that was probably the only time that i think the three of us were on completely opposite ends of that decision making hey dog but we came back early yeah. we, you you won the argument because we came back early yeah and if you remember there was a massive a uh, rainstorm then and the plane got delayed and we're sitting yep. on the, we're sitting on the runway the tarmac for like an hour or two debating to go back and and i knew fate was on our side that we weren't gonna die in a plane crash Okay, so you did, you two didn't want to go up in a plane. I'm like, go for it. They go, there's a hole in the clouds. I think we can make it. I go, I can throw it through that hole. Hey, uh, hey, dog, we go, we gonna let you go, man. We we thank you for coming on with us. Let well, we should thank Jess because we know she reminded you. So your yeah. assistant. So, uh, but we really appreciate you coming on with us, man. Thanks, Wiz. We love you, brother. Well, thank you, man. Hey, you know what? We could have did this for five hours, but uh, thank you. I always enjoy. You know, talking with you guys, and I even enjoyed a lot more when I we come back to Cleveland and we get a chance to break a little bread together. You got Love it, big brother. dog. Can't, good All luck right. these next 24 hours. Okay. Better.